Greetings, beloved being of love and light. Today, we are going to talk about diet and health and how they relate to spirituality. It's one of my favorite topics. You might ask, what has diet and health got to do with spirituality? Well, you are a mind, a body, spirit complex. Spirituality is all about taking care of your total well-being. That includes spiritually, physically, and mentally. Your body is a tool to learn important spiritual lessons and getting to know your body is vital for your spiritual growth. Our bodies are a perfect machine. If your body has what it needs, and there is nothing that is disallowing it to function properly, it will fight off all disease, remove all toxins, and stay healthy. However, we are the ones that get in the way of our own health, as we shall explain in this topic. In the last topic, we discussed how you have seven main energy centers in your body, called chakras. Each chakra is responsible for sending certain frequencies of your life force energy, or chi, to certain cells, organs, muscles, and tissues around the body. One is healthy when their chi is able to flow well to all the cells of the body. Remember, this chi is electromagnetic light energy and is used for many different biological processes. If the chi is unable to flow properly to any cells or organs, this will result in chronic health conditions. It is well known from biological laboratory experiments that you can almost entirely repair a damaged cell in a single day just by illuminating the cell with light. This phenomenon is called photo repair. What Professor Fritz Albert Popp realized from his experiments was that a cancerous compound must cause cancer because it permanently blocks this light and scrambles it, so photo repair can't work anymore. Pop found that cancer patients had lost the coherence of light within them. In effect, their light was going out. Health is a state of perfect subatomic communication, and ill health is a state where communication breaks down. So we are ill when our waves are out of sync. After further experimentation and research, Dr. Reich, who discovered organ energy, demonstrated that the organ radiation was the same energy that the sun gave off. He was able to culture and inoculate what he called sapper bions of the cosmic organ energy. When he placed live cancer cells next to the organ bions, the cancer cells would die. So if we have sufficient organ energy or light energy in our bodies, we would be disease free. When something is acidic, this means it is an electron stealer. And if something is alkaline, this means it is an electron donor. Electron stealers take electrons away from electron donors, and so an area of high voltage always causes electrons to flow to an area of low voltage. All diseases occur when your voltage is low, which means that your cells are in an electron stealer state. The higher the voltage in your cells, the greater the flow of the electromagnetic current around your body. By ensuring that our cells are electron donors, meaning they're alkaline, we ensure we keep the voltage within us high. Without the ability to achieve a 7.88 pH, which is alkaline, and the necessary raw materials to make new cells, you cannot maintain your health and you suffer aging and chronic disease. You are also unable to repair injuries, so they also can lead to chronic disease. When voltage drops to positive 30 microvolts, which occurs at the acidic pH, of 6.48. Cancer occurs. 
Dr. Jerry Tennant, in his book Healing is Voltage, tells us, you don't need drugs to heal, you need to make new cells that work to heal. To make good cells, you need voltage and a good diet. You also need to remove toxins from your body that damage cells and make you obese. Whenever the voltage drops, organ organs don't have enough horsepower to do their job, and they don't have the energy to get rid of toxic waste, so the toxins begin to accumulate. This is backed up by the research of Dr. Otto Warburg, who was awarded the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine in 1931. He discovered that no disease, including cancer, can exist in an alkaline environment. So what all this research shows is that disease occurs when our cells do not have enough light energy or organ energy or voltage. One simply needs to ensure they are getting enough light energy to their cells in order to stay healthy. But how does one do this? One of the main factors that impact the flow of qi around the body is diet. In the last topic, we discussed that our qi has two main sources. One of these main sources is from the zero-point field from the bottom of our feet up the spine. This source comes mainly in the form of our diet. When talking about diet, it is useful to talk in terms of light energy. So if we eat more foods that are rich in light energy, the more energy that can be used by our chakras. If we eat foods that are not rich in light energy, our chakras have less light energy to distribute around the body. Different types of food have different concentrations of light particles or photons in them. Vegetables, fruits and nuts have very high concentrations of light particles called biophotons within them. Our cells are able to absorb this highly ordered frequency of light, allowing them to oscillate at a higher frequency. A higher frequency leads to a higher state of order and an enhanced style of cellular functioning. Professor Pop considers the biophoton content to be of far greater importance than just the nutrient or caloric content of a food. Not only are vegetables, fruits and nuts rich in light, but when digested, they are broken down into alkaline components that are distributed around the body. In contrast, meat, dairy products, eggs, grains, coffee and alcohol are all broken down into acidic components when digested. To have a high voltage, the goal is not necessarily a perfect 100% of alkaline foods, although this would be beneficial. It is recommended to have a diet of around 80% alkaline and 20% acidic foods. In addition, unprocessed food contains voltage. Once we process food, most of the voltage disappears. We are designed to eat unprocessed food so that it brings its own electrons with it. When you eat food that has been processed, your body must provide electrons from other sources to digest it. Water is another big factor affecting the body's voltage. Our cells are 70% water. As the voltage of water is raised, more oxygen can be absorbed by the water. But if the voltage of water drops, oxygen comes out of a solution and leaves the water. Thus, as voltage begins to drop within us, oxygen leaves the cells. This has serious consequences. With a low voltage of water, this means our metabolism goes down, making it very difficult for cells to have enough energy to function. Furthermore, our bodies contain perhaps one trillion microorganisms. However, most of these are inactive as long as oxygen is present. 
So when oxygen levels drop because of a low voltage of water, these bugs wake up. The first thing they want to do when they wake up is have you for lunch. If that wasn't bad enough, the toxins produced by these bugs can enter the bloodstream and cause infections and organ, organ damage. As voltage continues to drop, it will go from an electron donor to electron stealer status. Water from the ground contains electrons. We call this alkaline water. However, when we place chlorine and fluoride into the water, as what happens with our tap water, it turns into an electron stealer. Thus, every time we drink that tap water, it steals electrons from us. In order to keep our voltage high, the water we should be drinking should contain electrons and be clean and free from toxins. You can buy water filters to remove fluoride, toxins and heavy metals from your drinking water. You can also put a slice of lemon into your glass of water. Although lemon is acidic, when it is fully digested by the body, it becomes alkaline. If you give the body the things a single cell needs to work, the body often has the power to heal all of the cells of the body. That means you will get well and stay healthy. A cell is made up of a cell membrane and the inside is called the cytoplasm. The cell membrane is made of good fats. The cytoplasm is made of proteins. To be used, proteins and fats need vitamins and minerals. So in order for cells to have a high voltage, they need alkaline water, good fats, proteins, vitamins, minerals, oxygen, and sunshine, so light-rich foods. Many people have got it in their heads that in order to be spiritual, one must be vegetarian or vegan, but that simply isn't true. Feeling that you should or should not be doing something, or categorizing certain diets as good and certain diets as bad, are all products of the mind. There is no one diet that is suitable for everyone. Everyone's bodies and vibrations are unique, and so we all have different requirements. One simply needs to listen to what their bodies are asking for. It is your body that you are feeding after all. If your body requires meat, eat some meat. It may not be appropriate to force a diet on yourself that your body simply isn't ready for. As we have discussed before, who those animals truly are, their souls, cannot die. There is no true death. However, it is best to avoid foods that make you feel guilty, because guilt lowers your vibration and may cause a blockage in a chakra. What you'll find is, as you raise your vibration, your body will automatically require more light-rich foods and less dense foods like meat. This will be a natural switch. You will not need to force it upon yourself. Personally, before my spiritual awakening, I used to eat only meat and some pasta or rice. I also drank a lot of alcohol and coffee. But nowadays, the only foods I crave are salads, soups, fruits and nuts. And the only things I drink are water and smoothies. But th this isn't through forcing myself to eat these things. My body just prefers these foods more now. And I know many others who have experienced the same. So if we work on ourselves spiritually, our diets will change naturally. Meat consumption will naturally reduce as a result. But just because you are a vegetarian or vegan, it does not mean you are better or more spiritually advanced than others. Improving spiritually is about doing what your body, your individual body and soul need rather than what the mind feels it should or should not do. 
We have now established that if we have a diet that is alkaline and rich in light, vitamins and minerals, proteins and good fats, the chakras will have a good source of energy. However, diet is not the only thing that can affect the flow of chi around the body. We discussed in the last topic how a blockage in a chakra can occur from low vibrational emotions, and blockages prevent light energy to flow from a chakra to its corresponding organs, and prevents light energy rising up to be used by other chakras and other organs. If one keeps their emotions bottled up inside, or suppresses their emotions, this creates the chakra blockage. If we are to stay healthy, we must transform the emotional energy into something else. This is why those who let out their emotions, even those who project anger at others, may stay relatively healthy. They have not stored their emotions within the body, they have let it all out. This explains why, quote, bad things happen to, quote, good people, and vice versa. People think they are doing the right thing by holding in emotions. But as we have learnt, suppressed emotions come back in the form of karma. In addition, suppressed emotions will lead to chronic health conditions. Finding a suitable way to let the emotions out or to transform them to a different type of energy will ensure one's continuous health. Dr. Candice Pert, from, uh, who is a neuropharmacologist who worked at Georgetown University Medical Center, famously concluded from her scientific research that your body is your subconscious mind and that our physical bodies can be changed by the emotions we experience. She explains how a feeling sparked in our mind will translate as a peptide being released somewhere. Organs, tissues, skin, muscles and endocrine glands all have peptide receptors on them and can access and store emotional information. This means the emotional memory is stored in many places in the body, not just or even primarily in the brain. Unexpressed emotions are literally lodged in the body. The unexpressed trauma of past experiences stored in the musculature and connective tissue of our bodies creates tension, blocks circulation and can ultimately lead to pain and disease. She advised people to let all their emotions bubble to the surface, feel those emotions and understand them. In this way, one brings emotions into consciousness. Once integrated, the natural wisdom of the receptors will release interrupted healing and restorative and regenerative processes can take over. By simply acknowledging emotions, they are expressed. In being expressed, emotions can then be released, even old emotions stored in body memory. She said, allowing emotions to surface into awareness and to be able to name one's emotions is the beginning of emotional exploration. Dr. Reich was able to apply his earlier research of psychological disorders to the behavior of organ. When energy is blocked by traumatic memories and then stored in the tissues of the body, this can cause muscular tension. He turned this accumul accumulation and blockage, armoring. This stagnant energy becomes deadly organ energy. Dr. Reich believed that deadly organ energy was largely responsible for psychological and mental disturbances in life forms, as well as the body's physical degeneration. He later discovered the, therape the therapeutic use of organs' ability to clear these energetic blockages that exist within the body that would often be associated with major disease or illness, including cancer.
Emotions are the body's energetic responses to thoughts. While being able to transform the low vibrational emotions as they arise is an appropriate way to stay healthy, it is more efficient to ensure our thoughts do not lead to low vibrational emotions. This can be done by disassociating from the ego and aligning with our true self. In so doing, less energy is used by the first three chakras, freeing up more energy to be used for high vibrational emotions in the upper chakras. Stress is another vital factor in one's health and is very linked to our emotions and chakras. Whenever we feel any stress or low vibrational emotions, our sympathetic nervous system kicks in, which puts us in fight or flight mode. The sympathetic nervous system is the body's response to fear, and we have previously discussed how fear is at the root of every single low vibrational emotion. The pupils dilate so we can see better, the heart rate and respiratory rate increase so we can run, fight or hide, more glucose is released into the bloodstream to make more energy available to our cells, and our blood flow is shunted to the extremities and away from our internal organs so we can move quickly if we need to. The immune system initially dials up and then dials down as adrenaline and cortisol flood the muscles, providing a rush of energy to either escape or fend off the stressor. Circulation moves out of our rational forebrain and is instead relayed to our hindbrain, so we have less capacity to think creatively and instead rely more on our instincts to instantly react. In the short term, all organisms can tolerate adverse conditions by fighting, hiding or fleeing from an impending stressor. All of us are built for dealing with short-term bursts of stress. When the event is over, the body normally returns to balance. In truth, no organism in nature can endure living in emergency mode for extended periods of time. So if we are feeling low vibrational emotions or stress for the majority of the day, not enough energy is being used for digestion, repair and the immune system. Telomeres are the end caps of the chromosomes in our cells and they shorten slightly every time a cell divides. Telomerase is an enzyme that adds DNA molecules to the ends of telomeres. As we grow older, the chains of DNA in the telomeres on the ends of our chromosomes decline at a rate of about 1% a year. This makes telomere length an extremely stable marker of biological aging. When people are stressed, their cells die more quickly because of the wear and tear on their molecules. To replace the cells killed by stress, the body's cells have to divide more often to make replacements. As cells divide more frequently, their telomeres shorten more quickly. Stressed people lose telomere length fast, while healthy people have long telomeres. This is one reason why stressed people die at younger ages than those who know how to relax. Scientists can tell our biological age from the length of our telomeres, making this a popular genetic test. When one is identified with their ego, they are permanently stressed. They're always defending themselves from possible future attack. They get anxious about the future. They are grieving or feeling depressed. They feel guilty or shameful about the past. They are always competing with others. And they invest so much energy into their low vibrational emotions. When one identifies with their true self, they never experience any stress as they live in the present, feel one with everything, are in a permanent state of peace, joy and bliss. 
they realize they create their reality and they don't invest much energy into low vibrational emotions. In this relaxed state, the body's parasympathetic nervous system is triggered, which uses the body's energy for digestion, growth, repair, and for the immune system. The biological science therefore tells us that we will all be healthier and live longer when we identify with our true selves rather than our egos. We all know exercise is good for us, but how does it relate to our body's voltage? Well, if you take a quartz crystal and squeeze it with a pair of pliers, it will emit electrons. This is called the piezoelectric effect. Our muscles are piezoelectric crystals. So when we exercise, our muscles create electrons. The muscles are also rechargeable batteries. So the movement of our muscles not only gives us electrons, but also recharges our muscle batteries. Exercise is a major way the body acquires electrons and improves its voltage. Exercises such as Tai Chi and Qi Gong are specifically designed to help the flow of Qi around the body. They are slow, gentle exercises that can be used to target the flow of Qi in different areas of the body. I have put a link at the end of this video to a playlist of my favorite Tai Chi and Qi Gong videos, so give it a go if you fancy it. There are many other things that affect our cells' voltage. Firstly, when we hug each other, the one with the lower voltage takes electrons from the one with the higher voltage. So try and find someone who's happy and healthy and force a hug on them. It'll be good for you, but it will drain the other person. When you touch your pets and plants, the same happens as well. Moving water is always an electron donor. Still water is an electron stealer. So taking a shower will energize you, while taking a bath will make you feel tired. Swimming in the ocean will give you electrons, but swimming in a chlorinated pool will steal voltage from you. The common ways electrons are taken from the body are by drinking acidic water, carbonated drinks, caffeinated drinks or alcohol, and by eating cooked food or processed food. Many people believe that their health conditions are caused by their genes. But did you know only 2% of disorders are due to single gene defects? In the Law of One, Ra tells us that nearly all chronic health conditions can be healed. The tiny minority of those conditions that can't be healed are usually ones that people are born with, as these are choices by the soul to have the experience of that particular condition. There are other factors that do affect health, but I feel this is enough information at this stage. I will cover other health factors in later levels of the course. I do offer free healing sessions to help you heal yourself, and I also offer free spiritual support sessions for those that want to discuss anything about spirituality. To book any of these sessions, or to donate love or money to my channel, please visit my website www.highvibeliving.co.uk. Thank you for listening.